ML Nation, episode 186. You can't be successful, make lots of money, and make a big difference if you have a scarcity mentality and can't take action because of fear. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring a special purple episode featuring not one, but two MLM super friends. Esther and Amy, are you ready to make it happen? Woo! I'm ready, Simon. So, MLM Nation, this is a purple episode. Uh, and what is a purple episode? We're just going to the second year of the show. Uh, why purple? You know, it's not my favorite color, but it's a tribute to the purple cow written by Seth Godin, which is one of the best marketing books I've ever read. I read it in 2005, and it taught me how to be different and stand out. The lessons I learned in that book helped me build a six-figure passive income MLM business, as well as launch a successful coaching training business and build three different online brands. So I'm calling this a purple episode as a tribute to Seth Godin, because if it wasn't for his book, I probably wouldn't be where I am today, and you definitely would not be listening to MLM Nation. You know, the main lesson from the Purple Cow is that you must do everything different and stand out. So that's why this is a Purple episode, because it's different, and it stands out from the rest of the episodes on MLM Nation. Each Purple episode will pop up randomly, and it's going to feature these people, what I call MLM Super Friends. So remember, MLM Super Friends are people who contribute and provide value to the MLM profession. Whether it's having a former IRS tax attorney like Sandy Bakken teach you how to save money from legal tax deductions, to having uh, attorneys like Kevin Thompson who specialize in protecting the MLM industry, MLM Super Friends are made, have made our profession better. So this episode features two super MLM ladies that are awesome. And this episode also features a lot of firsts. You know, it's the, it features a lot of firsts. So, it's the first time we, uh, we ever had a repeat guest on the show. It's also the first time we had like a tag team duo that is not a couple on the show. And it's also the first time we had a three-way interview done on three different locations. So hopefully all the technical stuff will be all right. So hang in there if it does. Okay? Just forgive us. So anyway, who are these two MLM super friends? The first is none other than Esther Spina. She is, like I said, the first ever repeat guest on ML Nation. She first appeared on episode 58. Definitely want to check that out. Why? Because Esther is a seven-figure earner at her company, and it's the one and only company she ever did, she's ever been involved, and she never did network marketing before. Definitely go check out that, that episode. Esther is also the author of two books about network marketing. Now, since that episode aired, I've had the privilege of working together with Esther at a generic event and also speaking at the Ambitious Woman Conference. By the way, if you don't know what that is, you definitely want to check it out. Ambitious Woman Conference, awesome, awesome event. Esther's also not just the founder of Ambitious Woman Conference, but also the co-founder of the Ambitious Woman Success Club, which you'll learn more about today and how it's going to help you. Now, the other MLM super friend is none other than Amy Applebaum. Amy has been an entrepreneur for over 20 years and also a very successful business coach. She's been featured in numerous media outlets, and this is really impressive, a list of, such as ABC, CNN, TLC, Dr. Drew's Life Changers, Martha Stewart Radio, and uh, 10, Shape, Cosmopolitan, Women's Work, and the New York Times, and many, many others. Now, one of the things that Amy helps entrepreneurs succeed is to overcome the mental barriers that prevent us from success. 
And you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know MLM Nation. If you're listening to this, you know what you need to do. But so why do you not do them? Why do you lack the motivation to do them? So Amy's going to talk about the millionaire's mindset. And one of the reasons I brought Amy on is I felt that one of the things that helped me become successful in my business is even when I struggled, I always treated MLM like a traditional business. You know, I approached it like if I owned a restaurant. And I find that most distributors, even though they say they're entrepreneurs, they don't really do that. And Amy is like the expert who specializes in getting people to really treat the business like a business and take action, like what an entrepreneur should should do. So anyway, Amy and Esther, it's a long, long intro. I just given people a brief, kind of really brief background of all the accomplishments. But let's start with you, Amy. How did you? um, You've been an entrepreneur for over twenty years. How did you just get started being an entrepreneur? Hey, well, that was an incredible intro. I just want to say that was totally awesome. I've never heard an, an an intro like that, and I am so honored to be an MLM super friend. So thank you so much for having us here. Um, you know, I wish that I could tell you that my start was um, oh exciting. <laughs> But I started because I got fired from waiting tables at an Italian restaurant in Beverly Hills. And, you know, I, I, I had been miserable at this job for months and I stayed because it was easy because I made a lot of money. And then one morning, one of my guests told me that she wanted this oatmeal and she was in a big hurry and we made our oatmeal from scratch. So I told her that it was going to take at least 20 minutes. And I suggested that she order something different, but she insisted on the oatmeal. So I'm like, fine, whatever. Okay. 10 minutes after she orders her food, she starts doing that finger snap. And if anyone who knows me and, you know, I know we have a lot of powerful women on the line, you do not snap your fingers at a woman. She says, excuse me, where's my oatmeal? And I walked over to her trying to suck in all of my attitude. And I said, I'm so sorry, ma'am. But like I said before, which I never should have said that part right? You can't make somebody wrong. Our oatmeal is made from scratch and it takes 20 minutes to cook. And she starts screaming at me. I want my oatmeal and I want it now. And she's making this insane scene over food. So I walk over to the chef. I ask him for the oatmeal. He says it's raw. I say that's how she wants it. And I got fired that day. So Simon, that is how I got started. So why did you decide to uh, be an entrepreneur? How come you just didn't go to another job? Well, I remember I was cruising over Coldwater Canyon and um, after getting fired, and I felt like just the biggest loser. Anyone who's from Los Angeles, you know, I'm going right towards Ventura Boulevard into the valley, and all I could think about was I can't believe I got fired from waiting tables. Once I got home, the panic really set in, and I remember I was just so miserable, Simon. I was crying and I was moping and freaking out and it was just kind of going on and on. And after about a week of this, it really hit me hard. I remember, I will never forget this. I was listening to a song on the radio. I don't know if you remember the song Freedom by George Michael or if I've just aged myself. I think you just aged yourself. Did I? Okay, well, I think it was a song in the 90s. It Freedom. Okay, well, I won't sing because I don't have a good voice. But I couldn't get the chorus out of my head. Free, he just keeps repeating freedom, freedom. And at some point during that day, I couldn't get that word out of my head, and it clicked. I started to think about it, and suddenly I realized I was free. 
I hated that restaurant. I'd been unhappy there for months. I was settling every day that I walked into that place. And now I was just wasting time obsessing about being fired and feeling sorry for myself and blaming everybody else and getting nowhere. And so all of a sudden, I realized that getting fired actually meant freedom, that it was this opportunity for me to create this incredible life that I'd been putting off. I mean, let's be honest. I really got myself fired. I mean, I knew in that moment that I brought crazy lady her raw oatmeal, it probably wasn't going to go down well for me. And here I was now free. That failure opened up a world of possibility and opportunity for me, probably very similar to how people got you know, started when they became an entrepreneur. You know, you have that breakthrough moment where you realize your freedom is so important. And it was in that moment, Simon, that I started to get excited. I had a new view of what my future could look like. It no longer looked like girl moping in a closet. And I remember I took out my mixtape and I'm writing all these ideas down. And I, I had always wanted to start my own company. And so I wrote down what I wanted to do. And that's what I did. I, I started a new company. So what was that company? What did you do? I started a vending company. My dad had been in the business and it's not really sexy, but you know, we, we had those two square foot machines, um, that you put stickers in, you know, with your 50 cents and then your decal or your, you know, your temporary tattoo comes out. And I, that was my first business was I knew, I knew how to sell because I'd done some locating for my dad. So I whipped out my credit card and I charged five machines on my credit card. And my job was to locate those machines and then, you know, learn business. And, and the thing is, I have to tell you, I didn't know anything. I didn't understand administrating my business. I did not understand branding. I certainly, I had some sales experience, but I didn't know anything about marketing or platform elevation. I didn't know anything about anything. And five years after that, I landed, well, actually a year after I started my business, I landed the national Taco Bell account. And that's when everything changed for me because I had, I had, I had gotten some mentors and stepped into this incredible opportunity. I created an incredible opportunity in a saturated market. And I never could have done that if I, A, wouldn't have said, I'm going for this. And then B, when I, when I hit obstacles, because I hit a major obstacle in the first six months I was in business, and when I hit that obstacle, I realized I either need to solve this problem or I need to quit. So and what was, was that uh, – uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. What was that obstacle? Because you got me intrigued right now. Yeah. Well, so – I, I started tooling around trying to figure out where I was going to put these machines. I was in LA and every place that I went, every family entertainment center, every restaurant, you know, bowling alleys, movie theaters, they had them all. So I didn't really feel savvy enough to start trying to steal contracts away from people. And that didn't really seem ethical and the, the way I wanted to get things going. And I'll remember the very first machine that I located was in, a, in San Fernando Valley in LA um, in a little donut shop. I walked in, I thought, this is it. Like, this is my last chance. Everyone's saying no, you know, and here I walk in and there are tons of kids. And so I came back the next day when there weren't tons of kids, spoke to the manager and shared with him the value of putting the vending machine in and gain extra revenue. And he said, yes. And when I went home, 
I think it was no, you know, not 10 minutes after I was unscrewing, you know, the cap off of my very cheap bottle of champagne because I had gotten my first account. I got a call from the manager that my sticker machine had fallen on a child. Oh, wow. And, and it was crazy because the first thing I was worried about was that I had killed a child. So once we realized that that didn't happen and the kid was okay, I mean, this is like a 150 pound machine and the child was like three. So that was pretty overwhelming. But then I realized, okay, well, they're not going to sue me, but you know, good thing. Cause I don't even have business insurance. I mean, everything that you could have done wrong in a business, I did wrong. I didn't mount the stand properly because I had too much pride. I can do everything on my own. You know, I got this and I really didn't have this. You need help. You can't grow a business alone. But I thought that I could and that's what happened. So after that event, which is going to bring me to answer your question, kind of long-winded answer, but after that event, I realized I either have to quit or I have to do, do something about this. And that's when I sucked up my pride I went to my dad. I told him what was happening instead of, hey, I've got it all figured out. And he said, Amy, you need mentors. You need, they didn't call him coaches then. He called it a business consultant. You need a business consultant. You need somebody helping you with the moves. Just like, just like a football player, a pro football player has a coach that says, you need to do this, then this, then this, in this order, and like this. These are the, these are the plays. I didn't know the plays. So... I met with my board of mentors that I put together and my business consultant at the time. And they said, Amy, the market's saturated. Why don't you think about new markets? And so we started to brainstorm. And I, I realized that the fast food industry, every fast food restaurant that I had gone in didn't have these. And so I went in. Am I going too long? Do you get where I'm coming from? No, here? you're you're very interesting. Keep going. <laughs> okay, so I went to this local Taco Bell where the franchisee owner only had two locations. I thought, start small. That's what my team told me. Amy, start small. So I went in and I got this manager to approve us putting this vending machine in, even though corporate didn't put their stamp on it. And then whoa, our vending machine pulled in like $1,000 that month and the average is usually 200 So he was very excited to put another vending machine in his second account. And then after a few months, I felt comfortable asking him if he would um, introduce me to a few other franchisees that he knew. And before you know it, cut to you know a year and a half later, not only do I have 300 Taco Bell accounts, but I am now locating Taco Bell accounts for other vending route operators across the country. Wow, that is a very inspiring story. Um, just out of curiosity, you said you had to talk to a lot of no's before you got that first uh, place. How many no's did you, until you got your first account? How many no's did you have to go through? So six months worth. I wow. mean, so many, Simon, that it's... It was, you know, now I get it because now I get business. But at the time, it was really embarrassing, which is why I didn't talk to my dad. There were, and I probably visited 10 locations a day. Yeah. And, then, you know, you talk about mentors. And we're going to talk about mentors a little bit, little bit, especially with Esther talking about her experience. But uh, how did you find your first mentors? Well, in this case, I, I, you know, my dad basically was being a great dad. And he said, you, you pick people that you want to be like in varying arenas. So again, at the time I hadn't looked for the consultant yet. I first put my board of mentors together and a board of mentors for those who don't know, or, you know, this is my definition. This is what I teach my 
coaches to do is build a board of mentors. And that is to look for a, a group of five people who you aspire to be like in different areas. So I had an attorney, I had a banker, I had um, somebody who was in vending as a role model, but in a non-competing field, they were in the food uh, vending industry. So there was no competition, but they could give me so much advice. Um, so basically I selected five mentors and then I hired a business consultant and the job of that business consultant, we didn't call them coaches at the time, but that's really what, what he was. Um, he was a referral. I asked around, who do you use? Who do you love? And my dad said to me, you don't just pick someone because you like them. You pick them because they're going to challenge you. You're going to get there to get the job done. So it's kind of like an agent, right? You don't necessarily need to love your agent or even your doctor. You just need them to get the job done. It'd be nice if they had a bedside manner, but, and he happened to have a bedside manner. He was a good coach. But um, anyway. What was the uh, biggest thing you learned from that business consultant, that mentor that you hired? Oh, my gosh. The biggest thing, so many things. The biggest thing I probably learned from that mentor is that mindset is everything. Because your mind, the way that you think and believe, what you believe gets projected out into your universe by the actions that you take. If you want to know how somebody thinks, watch what they do. Literally, it just is totally revealing of who they are as a person. If they're nasty and mean to people, if they're, then they have a belief about certain types of people. I mean, there's no further to look than someone's behaviors to see inside internally what's really going on. Hmm. And so if your mindset is out of whack, then everything else in your life is going to be out of whack because you, you can't be successful, make lots of money and make a big difference if you have a scarcity mentality and can't take action because of fear. You know, I want to add something. I think it's uh, so important everyone to have a mentor, uh, and not just like your up in, in terms of network marketing, your upline. Because or like, I mean, Amy, your dad is a successful entrepreneur. It's brilliant. Yeah. You could probably he could probably taught you everything. But I think you know sometimes when it's your dad, no matter what he says, there's a deep inside of the child rebel. Like we don't listen to them. <laughs> It's right? so true. Like, and you're the hired mentor. I mean, I have mentors that share the same info that my mom told me, but I just realized, well, my, my, when I tell my mom, my mom's like, I told you that for the last 20 years. You didn't listen to me. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> and, I still have that argument, Simon, with my dad today. Like, he'll be telling me something and I'll be kind of rolling my eyes going, yeah, 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 dad, I got that under control. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to ask you a question, Esther, because uh, one of the things, I mean, I really enjoy working with you. Uh, two things I noticed about you is, number one, you're a huge giver. Uh, giving, 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 and uh, that's very, very obvious. And like, even my business partners saw that. It's like, hey, you know what? All successful people, reason the seven-figure earners, you can tell they're very big givers. So you have a big heart. And um, the second thing is, you're always learning, and you had a mentor as well, like a coach. Uh, now, and a lot of times in network marketing, and I, I can share from my experience. One of the ways I felt in my journey, where before I retired, I got stuck, was when I didn't really have that mentor. I kind of outgrew my upline. And I, it was, I kind of stagnated for one or two years. But Esther, you kind of avoided that by always having new mentors, coaches, you've hired coaches. Can you share a little bit why you need a coach, why you need a, like a mentor uh, when you can, when your upline or your team should be, should be able to provide everything for you? Actually, I think your upline is a little bit different than a mentor or a coach. I mean, that is what they are. They're the upline. They're there. They're, they teach you the business, help you, uh, answer your questions, get you engaged. But I don't think it's totally their job 
to be or their position to be a mentor coach because I understand as I grew in this business, it was impossible for me as a leader to mentor or coach all the hundreds and thousands of people that were coming into my business. I mean, I'm not equipped to do that. Uh, and it's only been, Simon, the last few years that being in network marketing that I really started understanding about mentoring and coaching um, years ago. Like I, I, Amy said, you heard business consultants, and that was usually for corporate people or rich people or it just wasn't something that average everyday maybe entrepreneur network marketers did. Now network marketers got into the profession, uh, the personal development and conferences and reading books and listening to tapes, etc. And that's really the perfect marriage. But really what start I've seen in 10 years evolve is this coaching and mentoring. It's a step up above personal development of just reading your own books, of just uh, listening to tapes and, and DVDs and CDs, etc. So it was a few years ago, you know, it was being introduced into the market and I would look at it and I would say to myself, I don't need a coach. I, I'm, I'm coaching everybody else. I'm the leader. Why do I need a coach? The more I started reading, listening, I was understanding mentors and coaching what how valuable that could be if you want to get to the ne next level. And even though I was at the top of my game in my company, I wanted more. I don't think that you ever arrive. I think you always are going forward. Always. What's the next step for me? Okay, I'm the leader in the company of advocate for women. What's my next step? Hmm. Now, who, yeah. Who's going to help me with that? And that's when I first hired a coach uh, for a whole day um, and went out, flew out to California and spent one full day with a uh, business and really helped me understand what my next step could be. And right now, I tell you what, um, I am after meeting Amy, especially now she's told you her whole entrepreneur, which sounds so much like a network marketer uh, journey, right, Simon? I mean, freedom, <laughs> obstacles, uh, rejections, persevering. But way it's worse, I would say. We at least network markets. We don't have to worry about machines crushing little kids. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Falling on some kid. That, you shouldn't be awesome. laughing about that poor kid. I laughing. know. I feel so bad. But the he good news fine. was he, he was okay. So um, I am. That's kind of my next platform, uh, Simon. I am such an advocate for coaching and mentoring. I just think it's absolutely, positively, 100%. If you are going to be the top of your game, successful network marketer, you must have some kind of business coach that you are working with to help you get to the next level. Unfortunately, and we could talk about this, is it is almost reserved for the top of the people that make a lot of money because they are expensive. Now you can have a mentor. A mentor is just anybody like John Maxwell is one of my mentors, you know, from afar. Uh, you can have several mentors that you don't even know. And those are mentors that you follow. Like you, you mentioned that you aspire to be like, I aspire to be like Simon Chan on, on radio. <laughs> Me too. You know, so he's a, you're a mentor, just your teaching, every, everything you do that that's a mint. That's someone that I follow. Um, but when it gets down to the brass knuckles about what uh, is a coach, 
and what a coach can do for you. That's what I absolutely feel um, needs to happen and be accessible to the person that's just in network marketing that just joined or the person that's uh, been in and can't get seem to get ahead or even a season. I will never not have a coach. I understand that now. And really, one last thought on that. When I started saying to myself, oh, I don't need a coach. I, I can teach myself. I, I, I'm self-disciplined. I'm learned. And my son went to um, play baseball his whole entire life. I mean, we spent so much money sending him to baseball camps. Uh, you know, all those uh, things to help him be the best he was. He played in high school. He went on to playing college. And, and I'm thinking here, why did, you know, we would hire private coaches for him. And why was that? To develop his skills, to make him better, uh, to be at the top of his game. And if I was willing to do that for my own son, would I not do that for myself? It's the same principle of honing your skills. And also, Pete, your coach sees things in you that you you cannot see. They're, yeah. they're third party. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know you talked about ML Nation. Uh, I have a coach that uh, we're kind of have a love-hate relationship because every time I talk right. to him, he beats the crap out of me. I feel like I really feel like, you know, I feel like crap. I talk to him once a month. He feels like cr- I feel like crap. But after like 48 hours, I realize, like, hey, you know what? He is, Mike is right. And, and as you can talk about ML Nation growing, a big part of it is his, his contribution. He's actually, like you said, Esther, got me to see things from a different perspective. Right. He challenges me. Now, what he says is different from other people because a lot of most people – and you have listeners, you, you, you know, listeners, I love your reviews, your testimonials. They make me feel good. But a lot of times the feel-good feedback doesn't really necessarily help you, right? Because right, yeah. you're not seeing the areas of improvement. And it takes a person that, you know, giving constructive f- criticism and some things, even things that you don't want to hear is not right. easy to take. But a coach does that. And another thing about in network marketing, I want to share about my experience is that I know from my, my personal experience, like when I'm training a downline, sometimes – like I talk to my coaching clients differently than I talk to my downlines because deep down there's always a fear that they will quit, right? Because I can't be too harsh on them because they'll quit. I'm telling you, Mike, when he coaches me, he doesn't care I quit because he's not tied <laughs> to me financially. That's why he makes me feel like crap every month. But by the way, he makes me feel like crap. I love him because, I mean, ML Nation wouldn't have existed. We where it is today if it wasn't for him. He's giving me ideas and stuff. And even, you know, even my upline, he was awesome. I learned from him but got to the point where and we butted heads. He he got to the point he was kind of easy on me because he didn't want to like strain the relationship, ruin the business. Because he earned from me, he earned from me, right? So that's another thing. If someone quits, I'm just can I just jump in here really quick? Yeah. I love what you just said because if, if someone your coach is willing to push you that hard, I know because I push my clients that hard, and and we we love our clients, we want them to succeed. But if it's better for them not to be an entrepreneur, we'd rather push them to quit. And go spend their energy and their time, especially mompreneurs doing something else, than wasting their time. Because there's not just the viability of your business. There's the viability of you. Your success is completely dependent on how you think and what you do every single day. And it's our job to make sure that you're doing the, the, the right things and thinking in the ways that are going to get you the success that you showed up for. So, Amy, let's uh, transition to you. Uh, why do you talk about you had a successful vending machine? You've done other businesses as well. How did you get into business coaching? That's the first question. The second question is you have your Millennium Mindset Guide. And when I opened the show up, I talked about 
most MLM distributors, we like to think ourselves as entrepreneurs, but we don't think like entrepreneurs. So, how, number one, how do you get? How did you get into coaching? And how can? What are some mental barriers? And how to adopt that millionaire mindset? Okay, um, I got into coaching after. After I'm so honored to say that I have experienced. You know, I've had met multiple successful businesses, and um, I, I, I really just woke up one day. You know, you have those moments in life. You, I just had a moment where I said, you know, I never want someone to go through what I went through with that little boy and that 150-pound vending machine that fell on him. But more than that, with that not believing that it's possible that you can actually do it, that you're stuck. More importantly, cut back to sitting in a restaurant and just showing up every day because I made decent money. I mean, what's decent money? It wasn't like it was going to support my family. That so, so creating, becoming a coach for me is about making it possible for not just for, for people to see what's possible for them. And that gets me up every day. That excites me. At some point, I think it feels like a give back and I get to make money doing something that I love that benefits other people. It kind of just doesn't get better than that. And, and how long have you been doing this? I've been doing this since I've... 18, 28, 18 years since I was 28 years old. Wow. Oh, you told your age, Amy. I know. I always do that. Oh, and I just had a three-year-old, people. I just had a three-year-old three years ago, so I'm an older mom, but I love it because of what she teaches me about being an entrepreneur. Wow. Does she teach me how to negotiate what, like, what's important to do every day? So what are some of the mental barriers that prevent entrepreneurs from being successful? Well, fear is a big one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I had the opportunity to interview probably so far a thousand millionaires globally and ask them what what is the trick? And and through the inner through the interviews, I was able to uncover and what got revealed was a re- similar mindsets. And so that's really what you're asking me about because I created a guide called the Millionaire Mindset so that I could share that with people. I think fear is a huge one and fear of failure. So one of the Millionaire Mindsets is, which is really just a code of beliefs. It's just belief systems that you need to believe in order to be successful. If you don't have these foundational beliefs, forget about it, really. So the first one is, I want failure fast. That's a really important one. I want failure fast. Somebody told me this story. You've probably heard it. It's about a family. Each night at dinner, dad would ask the kids what they failed at that day. And every night, it was the same question. And dad would actually be disappointed if the kids hadn't failed at something that day. And I thought, this is an incredible story. I mean, how relieving is that? To grow up in a household where failing is actually encouraged. Mm, that's so good. We work with people every day who are so afraid of making a mistake and not being good enough that they don't even try. And here, these kids will never have to deal with that. You know, that is so good, by the way. That is one of the best uh, parenting things I've heard. I'm going to apply it to my kid. I think because my oldest son, he's very, very good at certain things, but some things he's not, he's, he has the fear. Like, I can't do it. He was just like, I, I always tell him, the only thing you get punished for is if you say, I can't. But he still says it. I can't. I can't. I'm afraid, you know. And I, I, we just had a kindergarten orientation, and there was these certain monkey bars, and he was kind of scared. 
Um, but because I think in school, that, you know, school programs you to fail as entrepreneurs, right? Because you're not supposed to make mistakes. So here, it's like you're encouraging the kid to make mistakes. That is so good, Amy. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to apply it. I'm going to apply and let everyone in ML Nation, you're going to hold me accountable. I'm going to apply that starting tonight and we'll see it, how it goes. Right. Well, and you know, and it really starts too with, you know, you can tell your kids don't think like this, but then they just process the negative. They hear the what to do. And I think what's important is the way that we behave when they fail, the way that we actually behave and the words that we use when they fail. That's what we have to really pay attention to. Hmm. Okay. So number one is I want failure fast. What's number two? Well, there's like 10. So I'll just rattle off a couple and then you can let me know when to stop. Another one that's really, really important is I choose my life, every part of it. And this is really should be an epiphany moment for, for most people. Your life is not the result of the events that happen in it. You have to, if you choose, I invite you to choose that you're the source of the events. If you choose to believe that you're the source of your thoughts and your actions, then you instantly become the driver in your life. And I think what happens, Simon, is that people get caught up in, well, I didn't do that. You know, um, this is a really dramatic example, but let's say somebody has an abusive husband or a wife or something like that, you know, and then they'll say, well, they hit me. Well, if you don't figure out how to take responsibility and choose that you're responsible for what's happening in your life, then you won't come to the conclusion that, you know, I probably should choose not to be with this person. So it's not about blame. It's about actively choosing that you're responsible for every part of your life. You're responsible for your business. Whether you have an upline, whether you don't have an upline, doesn't matter. You're responsible. Be resourceful. Get the answers that you need. If you take on this kind of a mindset, everything becomes possible. When you're in the driver's seat, it means that you have limitless options and opportunities to tap into at all times. It means you're the leader in your life, not a victim of it. And it also means that you've got to take responsibility of everything that happens to you, good and bad. But there's a lot more fun being in charge of your happiness and your success. That's like what pure empowerment is than if you don't make that choice. Hmm. Hey, these are so good. So I'll, I'll like if you can uh, list out all 10 really quickly because really the first two, I mean, they're home runs already. I, I, I want to listen to all 10. Okay. Number three, I love feedback. Feedback is the best. I'm, I'll, I'll just go through these quick because it gives you a chance to change what isn't working and keep what is working. This is how you become successful. Let's get it okay? back to the coach again, the, the, one, the person that can give you honest feedback. Again. That's right. But see, the, the problem is, is that most people see feedback in, and unsolicited feedback too. I mean, you're going to get feedback that you didn't solicit from a coach. People give you feedback all the time, even when you didn't ask for it. And if you can stop seeing it as criticism or blaming or labeling, right? and just choose to love it, then you can assess it and go, you know, do I think that applies to me? No, I don't. Okay, great. Don't take that feedback. Hmm. But if you're open, then chances are you're going to find things that you can work on and improve. Okay, so that's number three. Number four, I live right now, not someday when, right now. The past is over. The future hasn't happened yet. And the only thing that you can do anything about is is like the right now. That's it. So every moment that you waste or give away or like it's gone, you don't get it back. So live now, act now. That's all there is to do. Number five, um, I market and sell every day. 
I market and sell every day. We want you to provide value to your customers. We want you to make money. And we know you want to be successful. So you have to let people know about your incredible products and services and opportunities and events and offerings. Otherwise, your target market, the people who you want to benefit from what you have to offer, can't. You have to share. Uh, Number six, I am self-aware. This is really important. Self-awareness is the key to any breakthrough and subsequent success. So let's put it this way. If you're getting in your own way and you don't know how or why, that's the problem. You can't shift destructive thinking or behavior if you're unaware of it. So you have to thicken your skin, be willing to look at yourself and start growing. If you can't see the issues, ask someone that you trust for feedback. Number seven, I live in solution mode. This is so important. I can't tell you. This drives me crazy. I'm going to be really direct about it. We sit in the problem. We think about the problem. We focus on the problem. We vent about the problem. We bitch and moan about the problem. We go to therapy about the problem. We tell our friends about the problem. If we spent all that time working on the solution, imagine what would be possible. So be solution focused. Um, two more. You want me to rattle yeah. them off? Yep. Okay. Three more. I have three more. I, have, I, I live in solution mode. I have number eight now, right? Oh, do you? I'm on number eight. Yes. Yep. I interpret powerfully. So this is really important because so often we listen to people with our nasty glasses on, our nasty, negative, Debbie Downer glasses on. When you put those glasses on, you know those people. You know those people in your life who they just think everybody's out to get them. And it doesn't matter where they are. They could be at a restaurant and they'll be like, oh, what's, what's, what's with the toot on the waitress, you know, with the waitress or the food server? What's with this? What, everybody, you know, that's your nasty glasses. When we see the world that way, we actually project the world that way. It doesn't mean the world's that way. It means you've got those glasses on. We have to take those off. Give people the benefit of the doubt. If something that they've communicated, you think perhaps meant something else, ask. Don't assume. Don't jump down their throats. Don't, don't just automatically assume that they meant it in a nasty, negative way. Because typically what's really happening is you're putting your own insecurities into the mix. Somebody could say, hey, can you turn off that shower? Can you turn the shower off right now? God, what's your problem? I don't know. I don't have one. I just wanted to ask you if you could turn off the shower. But, you know, I think that people are always telling me what to do. So I, so I interpret it differently than the way that that person meant it. So the point that I'm trying to make is, is that it's on us. Our interpretations are on us. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Definitely. Okay, that's eight. Number nine is be resourceful. So the, the belief is I am resourceful. It sounds really simple, but being resourceful means that if you've got a problem you can't solve, you're going to pick up the phone and call someone who can help. It means that you will do what it takes to get the support you need. So if your upline isn't supportive, then don't stop till you find somebody who is. It means that you refuse to stop looking for a solution until you found one. That is how dreams come true. And then finally, I take responsibility for my commitments. Number 10, most of the time, you're going to keep your commitments. Sometimes you're going to break them. It's an inevitable part of life and success in business, but no matter what, choose to always take responsibility. This means that if you break a commitment or promise that you've made to yourself or somebody else, clean it up. Don't leave situations messy. Forgive yourself. Apologize to those that you need to. Recommit if it makes sense or drop the commitment if you're no longer committed. That's taking responsibility for your commitments 
success style. Awesome. Hey, thank you for sharing that. I took dozens of notes. We get these on the show notes page. And also, ML Nation, I'll do a quick recap and review after this uh, to go over this and how you can apply them to network marketing. Uh, as you can tell, Amy has tons of business experience, business wisdom, and uh, they partnered with Esther to start this ambitious woman's success club. Um, and which I find is an amazing resource. I've mentioned it on the sh- on the show before. And by the way, ML Nation, a lot of people have asked me to promote different type of things. I've been very, very selective in things I promote, uh, unless it really helped. It's not just about the money, but something I believe in. And I've been to a Bishop's Woman Conference. I've worked with Esther a few times before I start promoting it. Esther, why don't you share uh, with the, what the Ambitious Woman Success Club is, and your vision behind it, and how it can help network marketing distributors? I'd love to. Well, first of all, you can see why partner with Amy and why she's a great coach, right? Did you get so much information out of that? She's got to answer for everything. And that's what a coach is. They just see and see things and know things. The perfect things come out of her mouth. But as I, I was growing my business, Simon, like I mentioned, I was finding that I was spending so much time trying to mentor, trying to talk to all my downline and not just about business things, but about life, about marriage, kids, uh, added, you name it. And, you know, I really wanted to grow my business. I want to work with people to help build their business. But unfortunately, women sometimes, if they have a lot of things in the way, uh, they're with their mindset, it's hard for them to focus on their business and grow their business. They can get out really easily. Men are expected to, to have, uh, things going wrong with their uh, life and marriage and personal life, but they have to continue on. They have to keep working. They're, they're not going to give up. So with women, I just found that, you know what, if women have their mind on right and they are just happy and they've got solutions and they're not negative um, and they can get their personal life in order, there is nothing they can't do. They, they will just blow this up in MLM. But I didn't quite know what to do because I couldn't mentor everybody at once. And I know I was going to coach and had a mentor and that was helping me. And I had recommended it to a few people. But it wasn't till I met Amy about three years ago and she had these success clubs where she would get hundreds and thousands of mainly women on the phone and mentor them just like she was doing to you. You didn't realize it, but she was really coaching you. Simon. She was really coaching everybody that was listening and giving those little mentoring tips. And so we came up with a white label for my team on um, coaching women at a very, 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 very affordable price where they could meet weekly. They could uh, hear Amy do a Q&A. We could have top leaders talk. And they were getting, it wasn't company training. This is not company training. Everybody's company has the best training in the world. We, I'm an advocate, and Amy was just an advocate for helping women with their millionaire mindset. Um, and so we partnered, and we're happy to say that we launched the first ever, 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 ever on-demand coaching club. And this is for all women in network marketing, all entrepreneur women, if they so desire, because you can see it applies to everything and everyone. Um, and that is, means that you have a hotline that you could call in every day and get laser coaching for little 10-minute uh, nugget uh, pieces and get your question answered or 
get and I, and Amy can attest to what more that laser coaching can do. But I think sometimes if you just can't get a hold of your upline or or someone that you need to talk to and you're going to get on a call and you're feeling nervous, what do you do? You probably just don't even do it. But if you had a resource where you could contact a coach and say, okay, I, I'm nervous. I, I need to get on the phone and uh, make this call. What should I say? And you could do that in just a few minutes and you had access to it every single day. That could dramatically change your business. And and we've we've test we've been doing this for three years. So this isn't something new, but we just added the um, on-demand coaching and have opened it up to all women in network marketing because that is our desire for all women entrepreneurs to be successful and have that millionaires uh, mindset. So that that's really the creation of Ambitious Women Success Club. And you just got a little taste of it talking to Amy. How, like you're already going to apply one of those things, right? We're going to hold you accountable. <laughs> yes, it's good stuff. Parenting, you know, teaching you're, my you're kid gonna, what yeah. mistakes did you make today? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think one of the things I love about the Ambitious Woman Success Club is the on demand. That's what I mean. It's the only thing that I've ever seen on demand, and I think it's so important because I know it happens to a lot of people where they're stuck. And and you know, I have my own coaching programs, the Insider program, but I, you know, physically, I'm I've a I'm dad to three boys. I do animation. I physically cannot answer every phone call that right. people coach me, right? I mean, they can email me questions. I answer on the webinar. But having the on-demand is important because sometimes if something's bothering you, and it does, you know, we are humans, and if you, you know, if you don't get that thing cleared out, you just stay in stuck mode, and then we end up watching TV or or do anything, excuses not to prospect, not to do the things that we should be doing. So it's kind of like a mental cache. It's like on a computer. It's running in the background. You have this thing you want to, but you can't get answered, and we just end up not doing anything. And that's why the on-demand, I really like it. Like if, you have, if you're stuck, you can call that number, any, you know, call that number, and then someone will answer, a business coach, certified business coach will help, right. help your problem, and then you can move on instead of wasting time like, oh, let me wait till someone gets back to me, or let me wait till tomorrow or a week from now, because that, you know, that time never comes. And that's what Amy's put together, uh, this whole uh, array of, you said it, certified business coaches that know what they're talking about, help entrepreneurs, help in life and business, are, are equipped to do it. Because I don't feel like, I, I know I'm not equipped to be a coach. I can be a mentor to a certain amount of people. But this is uh, this is something, Simon, that I think is just going to explode in the network marketing field. And I know there's tons of training. They're all good. You see them on Facebook. You have them everywhere. I love them. People find the ones they connect with. But again, that's not going to be your personal coaching uh, that you can just get at any uh, time. And so we wanted to make that so available to anyone, not just the elite, not the seven-figure income or the six-figure income earners, but any woman that desires to have her life together, her her mm-hmm. personal life, her business life together, be able to have the same opportunity yeah. to grow. Uh, and Amy might want to make a um, well, because I don't explain that's it right there. Coaching. Yes, you do. You are wonderful. That is the motivation. What you just said. Ninety in Forbes magazine last month, they claim this is a little higher than I ever thought. Ninety percent of entrepreneurs fail. Every network marketer must know they are an entrepreneur because at the end of the day, it's not just features and benefits training that you get from 
your companies. At the end of the day, it's your business and it lives with you. And so your success is dependent on your consistency, your accountability, your ability to brand, promote not just the company branding, to brand yourself personally, sales, marketing, platform elevation, administrating, and moving past fears. And so the difference between what we do as certified coaches is not only have all the coaches built six and seven figure businesses themselves, but they're all they, they understand all of the personal development issues like the accountability and the fears and those types of things that get in our way that they can get you through that, you know, that people in your upline aren't supposed, they're not, they're not meant to do that. So it's such a compliment to your business to be able to have that. That's what we wanted to offer. We want to make a dent in this 90% failure rate and we want to make coaching available for everyone, just like Esther said, so that everybody has the same opportunity. Yeah, thank you. And you know, I think one of the things that I really, that's why I call you two MLM super friends is that, uh, I know coaching can cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, I, you know, for one mastermind I've done, I pay for 25 grand for it, but you two have put it at a fractional of the cost, which is really pennies on the dollar. And I don't want to talk about the price here. Uh, MLM Nation, if you, you definitely should check this out. You can go to mlmnation.net forward slash club. Okay, mlnation.net forward club. You'd be shocked and shocked at what Amy and Esther is doing for the network marketing professionals and what they're charging for this coaching. Like to have an on-demand coach anytime to help you out is really, really uh, incredible. I don't even know how you guys, you two do it. So definitely check it out, mlnation.net forward club. <laughs> what I said, we're super women. You're super women. Okay. Hey, I know we said we had I one hour, but this show has been so good. And Amy's been even talk about like in just. One hour, the, the value and the content that Amy has shared is incredible. And I didn't even mean the show to go this long, but so, so good. Um, as we wrap up, a couple, couple quick questions uh, before I let you two off the hook. A couple quick questions, Amy, to pick your brain, okay? Okay. So number one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Um, oh, really? My favorite success quote is... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say it right, but it's by Zig Ziglar and it's about motivation is just like bathing. It's something that you have to do every day. I love it. And it's so important because people think that they're going to wait around to feel motivated before they do something. But motivation and, and, action, and confidence actually comes from actually doing. So I love it, love it, love it. That is really, really good. Um, you're a successful entrepreneur. So what's one habit that's helped you become successful? My best and biggest habit. Okay. Every single day when I go into my office, I have this piece of paper at the top. It says to-do list. Mm -hmm. And then there's a section where I can star off for priorities. Every day, this may be revealing of a little OCD tendency that I might have. um, I rewrite it. I spend five minutes (laughs) and I rewrite my to-do list. Because what it does for me is it gets me grounded and focused in what I need to do that day instead of just looking at the list. I'm going to write it. And as I'm writing it, I am thinking to myself, what are the top three to five things that I'm going to put a star by that I have to get done today? And everything else, if I get it done, I get it done. If I don't, the world won't end. And I got it. And I do that first. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? The best piece of advice I ever received. Oh, gosh, that's a tricky one. He didn't send us the questions before, Amy. I know, I know. 
Well, it's gonna okay. The best piece of advice I ever got was from my daddy about that you ha- you cannot build a business alone. And I know that sounds super cliche, and it just ties in so perfectly with what we're talking about. But I actually don't mean it to be. It is authentically the best advice I have ever been given. And every time, every freaking time, without fail, that I fail, it's because I didn't listen or gather the feedback from my advisors. Every single time. Mm, That's really true. So true. Um, Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? I think Zoho is a fantastic, very inexpensive CRM program. For those who don't know what a CRM program is, this is where you can track all your leads. And it makes it super simple and you get the reminders and it's all automated and fabulous. And I love Evernote for quick Thoughts and I, and I use Dropbox, Simon. I'm just oh. trying to think if I know something. Oh, I Zoom. I love Zoom. Yeah, she loves Zoom now. For my meetings, for all my online meetings, because you can do big webinars or small intimate meetings. You can use video or no video, and, and it all works well with all of your devices. And Amy, what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Loving What Is by Byron Katie, B-Y-R-O-N-K-D-K-A-T-I-E. It's a woman, and it's a pretty dramatic book, but at the end of the day, what it teaches you is to question the beliefs that you have because when we're not getting where we want to get to, it's, it, it's always stemming from our beliefs. And I think she has a formula where you ask yourself four questions, and that formula is impactful. Get the book. Awesome. Uh, what's the title again? I haven't read that. I need to get that. It's called Loving What Is. Loving What Is. Got it. And the, yeah, and, and that's exactly what it's about. See, I learned two th- two things today, and yeah. that's worth it. I'm, I'm t- I always tell people if you only like, two, Simon. No, really? I learned a lot more than that. But two, <laughs> I can apply immediately right after this interview is done. You know, oh, one I apply it to my son, and me, I can go right to my iBooks and buy that book immediately. So really oh, good stuff. Good. And I, yeah. I always tell people too, if you go to seminars, courses, books, if you learn one thing, you can apply it. Then it's totally worth it. It's yeah. totally worth it. it. Doesn't matter how much money you paid, you take one thing and apply. It's worth it because you never know what that one thing's, and that pays you residually over and over throughout your life. You know, the one thing that the coach te- tells you is worth it. So, hey, thank you so much for your time, Amy Esther. I know we went a little long. Really appreciate it. As we wrap up, uh, do you have any last words? Maybe we'll start off with you first, Esther, and then go to Amy. Any last words of advice? And then um, what's the best ways people can learn more about what you do? Yeah, you want to hear more about Ambitious Women's Success Club, go to MLM Nation forward slash club. Make it easy. I just wanted to say I had to laugh because I've been working with Amy, Amy over three years, Simon. And when she says one of the habits that she does every day, I, I know she makes lists, but I do too. But I didn't know she <laughs> rewrote it every single day. Okay, I do that every single day too. And, oh, and so funny. I think that must be a great habit why we connect because I look at my to-do list and if it's not done, then I rewrite the whole list again. Right. Oh, the very so next day. So see, Amy and I just found out something about each other that I think is an awesome habit. And I think everyone should do that too. And you know what? We're not going to edit that out. We're going to keep that in because this is the real deal show. I mean, to talk about <laughs> success habits. of uh, It's funny, success habits. And I actually do that too. You know, uh, I maybe not as do like the way Amy does it, but I go through my to-do list to make sure I stay on track. Because you know, especially in the right. afternoon, when you're tired a little bit, that's when we kind of deviate, right? We spend a little bit more time on Facebook than we should, more time on email than we should. And so it's brilliant. So anyway, no, any last words, Esther? No, I just want to thank you for uh, for you being a male and being such an advocate for women. 
because, you know, we are in a male dominated industry, which the women are starting to overtake. And we just need to learn to work together and support each other. We're not against each other. We're for each other. We're not better than men. We just train differently. We think differently. We work differently. And that is why we have an Ambitious Women Success Club, Ambitious Women Conference. Not that we're better, but I so appreciate when I see a, a top leader or professional man that truly is an advocate for women. And I just thank you for that. And I think it's because you always say that your mom was a very influential person in your life and maybe that's why you're you know you listen to us so well but i appreciate that yeah so, you're welcome and you know what the, yeah i thought about who my uh role models were great you know to was really made an impact my life we talk about mentors and kind of quote-unquote coaches well all women you know came from my grandmother who told me to you know to approve the haters wrong negative people my mom who told me never quit and right. told me to read and then uh, my wife, who came later on, because you know, right. like like Amy said, you have to, have to be self aware. Like one of the million, uh, you know, the, the million habits is like you have to be self aware. And we guys, we tend to always think that oh, we're right. But then my wife really taught me that no, Simon is not always right. Simon is wrong but more it, than. But everyone loves Simon. Everyone, loves, but I learned to listen to my wife, and that was, and by listening to her, it's like having the mind. And the, what Amy shared about the beliefs, right? Challenging your beliefs, and maybe. Because in a marriage, you can either be right or you can be happy and really start changing. Simon, why do I think like this way? So my wife is my wife Kelly. Uh, I love her very much, and she made a huge impact in the way I've changed, and that's why I'm here. Well, that's, that's awesome. Amazing. And any men that are listening, because I know you have a lot of men listeners, they just need to take note of um, of the women in their industry and in their team, and support them and encourage them to be the woman that they can be. Because that's a great thing. Yeah, and one more plug to like ambitious women's uh, conference. The conference is like even guys, you should go there. I'll tell you, I was like one of the only male speaker there, and even out of the whole room of a couple hundred women, there was only like maybe less than five guys there. But I learned. I thought I knew about women. I learned more about women in those two days than I ever did in my life. Okay, because uh, you two will probably laugh about this, but the issues, the things you brought up. Um, so, you know, yeah, leaders out there, if you want to learn how to connect with women better, even with your spouse, your marriage, go to that event. I learned more in those, those 48 hours than I did previously in my life. So anyway. Great. Thank you. So, Amy, any last words? And then any last words? Advice? You know, just get get what you came for. Everyone, you know, in network marketing is always talking about the big why, the big why. But, like, get it. And the only way you can go and get it is to get the help that you need. And we can get so stuck day to day. Sometimes it's about like not feeling motivated and sometimes it's about accountability and sometimes it's about fear of getting on the phone and all those things stop us. Sometimes it's time management or trying to work it in with our family. When those things stop us, then our business stops and your business can't stop. It's like, you know, you don't go to your local grocery store and then it just says, you know, we closed down today because we felt like it or we weren't feeling motivated. So really own that you're an entrepreneur. It's your business. You, you get what you ask for. So ask, ask for help. The only way to step outside of your comfort zone is to be able to move past those things that are stopping you. So get the help and the support that you need. I really like, you deserve it. At the end of the day, you mm-hmm. deserve the why that you keep talking about and, and keep creating vision boards around. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with two superwomen, 
Esther Spina and Amy Applebaum. So keep up the momentum and go to Amy mlnation.net and type in either Amy or Esther in the search bar. The show notes or the nuggets of wisdom that Amy shared will be Amy and Esther shared will be right there. And also, if you want to learn more about Ambitious Women's Success Club, go to mlnation.net forward slash club. Okay, that's mlnation.net forward slash club. In order to be successful in business, you must help others be a giver. So Esther and Amy, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you again so much, ladies. God bless you too. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thanks, Simon. Thank you, Simon. Hey, ML Nation. That was an awesome training from these MLM super friends, Esther Spina and Amy Applebaum. Awesome, awesome. Go to mlnation.net and just type in Amy or Esther at the search bar. And that purple episode, you see the special purple image there. We'll be right there. And Esther, if you want, she is a seven-figure earner. Did it in one and only one company. Never had MLM experience before. You should definitely check out her episode. It was episode 58. Okay, 58 for Esther Spina. And she, she is the first person to ever come back as a repeat guest. Now, there's so many aha moments there, right? Very inspiring. And I think I really sh- the reason I really wanted Amy to come on there in Esther is because it teaches you how to think like an entrepreneur. Like MLM, we always say we have our own business, right? We have a- but we don't treat it like a business. And if you actually look at a lot of previous guests who have been on MLM Nation who are successful, a lot of them came from business backgrounds, right? Whether it, whether it was like Kelly Bangard, Todd Hawtog, um, those are just two right off my mind. There's a lot more. I actually can't think, think uh, like uh, Simon Brooks, Okay, I'm actually looking at the list here. Uh, a lot of them, they, they, but they saw that network marketing was better. But what made them successful is they always treated network marketing like a real business, just the way I did. Okay, actually, one of my first trainings I ever did on stage was how I treated like a real business. So if you, you know, some of you say, like, you know my story. I talked to 42 people before I got my first sign up, right? Two months uh, and I prospected. And some of you may go through 10, 20 people and say, oh, this business doesn't work. Hank, that's like in any business. Wake up. Hello. I mean, you just heard from Amy. Uh, she was doing a vending business. It took six months with, before she got her first client. Okay, six months. Um, if you're in, in the restaurant business, you are probably half a million, quarter million, half a million in debt already before you get your first customer. You know, think about when you start, you have to make the restaurant, renovate, buy the stuff, hire the staff, probably months already before you make $1. So when I started my MLM business, I treated like a, I had a sushi restaurant. If I had a sushi restaurant, I wouldn't, I'm not expected to make money in my first year. I invested so much. It takes time. And I think so, and that we're marketing, we know the business is better, but we don't treat it like a business. It's still a business. And that's why I, want, I wanted Amy on here to share the mindset it takes to be an entrepreneur because a lot of you do not have that mindset. So the 10 things, I highly recommend you go back and listen to it. The millionaire mindset, the code of belief. Number one, I want to fail fast. That is so good, so true, because in network marketing, the only way you can learn is by failing, right? Making mistakes, getting the rejection, having more people say no to you, because every time you're going to learn more and more and more. And I love that. You know, I'm going to apply that immediately. Like your dad asked the kids what they failed each night, because you want to embrace the mistakes. I mean, one of the things, you know, I always share that I don't care what my kids eventually do, but I want to teach them how to sell and also teach them to embrace mistakes. Okay? Guide them towards the entrepreneur journey. Because why? If you can sell, you can always make a living. All right? You can always make a living. doesn't matter what the economy does. I actually have a friend from Taiwan. He barely speaks English. He makes over six figures a year. He barely can speak English, but, but he can sell 
anything. He can sell women's jewelry. He sold women's jewelry, women's clothing. He sold supplements, weight loss products, exercise equipment. He goes door to door. But I'm telling you, you may not like to work, but he makes money, okay, because he can sell. And that's another thing that uh, that was actually number, uh, what was it, uh, which I'm looking at my notes here. There's so many good stuff that Amy shared about. Every day, you got to be making sales, right? Number five, I market and sell every day. You have to be branding and marketing yourself, the, what, you, what you're doing, how you live your life, and prospecting every day, okay? Sales is not bad. Sales is good. By the way, sales make the economy go around. If everyone stops selling, we will all starve. If all the grocery stores or the farmers stop selling, we would nothing to eat. Selling is the, is the people say it's the oldest profession, it's also the best profession. Think about it. If everyone else lived their normal lives, but everyone who sold something just refused to sell for one day, people would starve, right? If the water company said, we're not selling any water to you today, we're not going to make a sale. We're not going to sell food to you. We're not selling electricity to you. We're not, if everyone just stops selling, sales is awesome. Sales make the world go around, and as an entrepreneur, you have to embrace that. Number two, I choose my life, every part of it, right? Your life is not a result. You are that of, you know, you are not some event. We create it. Number three is I love feedback. Feedback, and that's why we talk about coaching is so important. You know, when I first started, I was stuck at a certain point. When I really grew my business, when I actually had someone that was outside my company, I don't want to name, mention his name, but he's very well known, that worked with me, that's when my business really grew because I actually start seeing things from a different perspective. Now, I didn't quit my company. He, he wasn't. Also, he wasn't that we're marketing, but wasn't actively building. But he was a coach, and he helped me so many ways and realized what I was doing wrong, which goes to number three. Number three is I love feedback. Number four is you live right now, right? Embrace the moment right now, the journey you're going through. Because, you know, it's success is not about the money. It's about the journey. So enjoy the journey. Uh, number five, I talked about I market and sell every day. Number six is uh, I'm self-aware. See how, the, you know, I talked about my wife being one of my mentors she's made me aware and a lot of times she's made me aware of things that none of you probably tell me the bad things about Simon not so great things I shouldn't say bad I mean the things are needs improvement on right because bad is a negative word what's bad it's actually it needs improvement on so being aware and, and that's another reason why I'm a big fan of meditation it makes you aware of who are you becoming okay number seven for a millionaire mindset from Amy and shared is I live in solution mode Always live in the solution most. Be solution-oriented, not problem-oriented. Number eight, I interpret powerfully. And not wearing those concrete issues with nasty glasses. And I see this so many times on Facebook. People are MM distributors, but they're commenting on, that, on you know, not giving people the benefit of the doubt. Negative stuff. Get rid of that. Okay, it's killing your business because it's killing your mind. You can't be negative and expect to be positive all of a sudden and grow your business. Number nine is be resourceful. Right, resource to find out ways to make it happen. And number ten is I take responsibility for my commitments. You know, whatever commitment you made, it's not your upline's responsibility. It's not your company's responsibility. It's your responsibility. You're the only one to blame. So don't never criticize, complain, or condemn. That's the number one rule of leadership. Be that leader. Take responsibility for your commitments. So that that was good. That was basically a long recap already. Uh, again, Amy Applebaum is awesome. A couple other things from my show notes from the show was uh, talking about the board of mentors. That's so important. I have a group of five people. A lot of network marketing, especially leaders I see, who have mentors, but just in network marketing. So maybe they don't have one in finance. They don't have one in health. You need five people. In law, legal stuff, five, board of mentors, right? And, and you know, talk about mentors, uh, 
the Esther shared about how there's a difference between a coach and a mentor. Like, you know, mentors can be someone like you, you listen to MLM Nation, Simon Shannon, I could be one of your mentors. But unless I work with you closely, I'm not really a coach. And all top performers have coaches. And, you know, one thing that Esther shared was, you know, when her son was doing baseball, like she had baseball coaches. And I think a lot of you, you probably have coaches for your, uh, for your kids' activities, but you don't even have a coach for yourself. Or you're taking care of your children, but you don't care take care of yourself. You know, that is, uh, I just realized that uh, when she said that. Like, a lot, it's kind of sad. So make sure you have that coach. And the last thing is, you got to question your beliefs. All the success is all about the mindset, the belief. Mindset is everything. Mindset is like why someone can lose, you know, go through 42 people who have said no and still, hey, this is positive. While some people say 42 people, oh, this doesn't work, right? So whew, that was a good episode. Um, and check out Ambitious Woman Success Club. I know I promoted a couple times on the show. The reason I promote it because I believe the people run Amy, Esther, I've known them. They're awesome. And the on-demand coaching is something you cannot get anywhere. Okay? You have a problem, you call this number, and someone will get, you know, someone will talk to you and help you overcome that so you can continue and not waste time. Continue your business. So check that out, mlnation.net forward slash club mlnation.net forward slash club super super value and I didn't want to talk about the price but way cheaper than the 25000 I paid or the 5000 I paid it's incredible what they have put together I don't even know how they do it but uh, it's definitely check it out mlnation.net forward slash club so I think that's it for this um, episode if you like these uh, purple episodes let me know and make sure you subscribe and rate and review on iTunes again thank Amy and Esther again check out Ambitious Woman Success Club and remember ML Nation, we're in the business to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. 